Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Walker III, and thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. So excited to have you connected today, and make no mistake about it, it's never an accident when you're tuned in to this podcast. Why? This is the place where we gather every single week strengthen, empower, and encourage leaders. And listen, I want you to know something. I appreciate you so much and all that's inside of you. What my job is, is to push out that leader in you, help you deal with the vicissitudes and challenges of life, and to emerge as the leader God has placed you on earth to become. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to this podcast. And I want to encourage you to share it with as many people as you can. I said this at the beginning of every podcast because I want to reach a million people to share these leadership strategies and principles with. So you can help me. And I thank you in advance for doing that. Listen, make certain right now that you share this link with leaders around the world that you know, people who need to hear this. And I want you also to follow me at Joseph Walker 3. That's it. Joseph Walker, the number three on Instagram. And as you follow me, I also want you to go to my website, josephwalker3.org, for more content and things that I really believe will be a blessing into your life. I'm so grateful and thankful for all of you that remain connected to this podcast because I am incredibly committed. So make certain you let me know that you're listening, that you're sharing. It would mean the world. Today, we're going to have some fun with this one because I believe that effective leadership is coupled with wisdom. Let's be very clear. There's so many people who come into leadership positions. They emerge as leaders, but do not operate in the wisdom necessary to be successful. I believe it's important to understand, the scripture even says in Proverbs, that wisdom is the principal thing. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. I just believe that when you understand that wisdom is a higher plane of revelation or understanding than just knowledge, you will not just entirely lean on your book sense. You, like I, know a lot of people with book sense. I mean brilliant, but they don't have wisdom. Wisdom is about timing, discernment. You can do the right thing at the wrong time if you don't have wisdom. So I want to give you some strategies today to help you understand how to walk in wisdom. And one of the most amazing leaders in the Bible who gives us this great example is Solomon, who led and Solomon prayed among all things. He did not ask God for a bigger house. He didn't ask God for, you know, more money. He asked God, give me the wisdom to judge between your people. And as a consequence, the scripture says, God says, because you did not ask for riches, for houses, etc." I will grant you wisdom, but I will also grant you those things you didn't ask for. How amazing is that? That it goes right in line, I believe, with Matthew 6.33, that if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, 
all these things will be added unto us. God's way of doing things, the wisdom way. So I want to help you today. Let's go to work. Let's get a pen, get something right with. Here's some strategies on helping you lead with wisdom. Number one, you don't make hasty decisions. There it is, right? Right out of the gate. We're not making hasty decisions. So many people move out of their emotions and you don't realize, I've said it before, that wisdom tells you not to react, but wisdom says take your time and appropriately respond. So many people miss great opportunities. They cancel strategic relationships all because they make decisions that are too hasty. People in financial decisions too hasty and as a consequence their financial life is all in havoc. Relationships are in havoc. Businesses are in havoc. Why? Because people are so in a hurry. You're just making hasty decisions. Wisdom says, step back, pause, take a little moment, evaluate, do your research, and make sure that when you make the right decision, you're making it in alignment with your values and all that God has given you to do. That's why wisdom says, don't let people rush you into decisions. You know, when you go in that in that store, that car lot, and people say, you got to get it now. It's the last one. You got to move. That's their job. Their job is to sell it to you fast. Your job is to step back and evaluate the deal. Look at all the fine print and make certain that you're moving in wisdom. So don't make hasty decisions. Can you look over your life for a second and think about all the decisions you wish you could get back? I know I do. Woo! Decisions I made too hasty, too hasty to hire people too hasty to promote, too hasty to, to, to open up doors for all these different things. You got to make certain that your decisions are done in wisdom. Here's number two. Don't tell me who you're over until you tell me who you're under. Wow. Wisdom says, don't go around flaunting. I'm over this person. I'm over this department. I'm over this. I'm over that. That's not wisdom. Wisdom says, in order to be in authority, you must be under authority. Always submit yourself to someone who can pour into you, someone that can hold you accountable. So often people are just so hungry for power, so hungry and aspirational for authority that we don't realize that real wisdom is allowing ourselves to come under that same kind of authority. How do you expect people to follow you if you follow no one else? So I just believe that it's important, any leader, to begin to think about who's mentoring you, who's leading you. Who's giving you wise counsel? If you find yourself making a decision outside of wise counsel, outside of your covering, outside of someone who's your mentor, and you're doing this solo, that means you're probably trying to hold something that you know your mentor or the person that's over you might have problems with, and you don't want to deal with the confrontation because you have no answer. It is incredibly important. Stop telling people who you're over. Start telling folks who you're under. Because what you stand under is ultimately what you understand. Here's number three. Listen to this one. <laughs> Think intersectionally. Intersectional thinking is so important. I'm going to spend a little time talking about this because I've learned this in wisdom, right? And I'm a collaborative leader. Many of you read my book, No Opportunity Wasted. You know that I introduced a collaborative model of leadership in that book. It moving out of hierarchical models, but more relational models. Because why is that important? Because when you think about intersectionality, you're thinking that one decision impacts this area, but also another area. 
sometimes when you're not using wisdom, you're just thinking about, you know, what's going to impact me? What's going to impact my department? What's going to impact my company? Versus thinking about how does your decision impact community? How does it impact the disenfranchised? How does it impact the least, the last, the left out? How does it impact your family? See, sometimes you could take on more responsibilities, take on, you know, more invitations, but you're not thinking intersectionally. You're not thinking, so what happens if I do this? How is it going to affect my relationship with my kids, being at their programs, et cetera? One of the things I've tried to do, particularly recently, is really think through how my decisions impact my family, how I go and do things. I've, I've made a conscious decision because I work so hard Sunday through Friday that I basically just declared that Saturday is my family day. So sometimes people ask me to do things on Saturday and I'm like, you know, I just can't. Now, in my profession, obviously there are funerals and there are weddings, I get it. But all these other things that people want me to be on panels and do this and that, I just say no. Because I've said this before and I'll say it again. And please, please, please share this with as many people as you can. When you say yes to one thing, you are simultaneously saying no to something else. When you say yes to doing that, you are saying no to your family. You're saying no to your own self-care, et cetera. So you've got to place value upon your decisions. So think about how your decisions impact every area. But this also is important when you think about your workspace. As a leader, I'm not just thinking about how this particular area of youth ministry is going to be impacted. I'm thinking about how it's going to impact my seniors, how it's going to impact my young adults, how it's going to impact my college students. In my business world, I'm thinking about how will this decision impact investors? How will it impact people that are interested in partnering with me? So I've got to think all the time intersectionally. Think about it. Always let those things circulate in your mind. You have to be cognizant and mindful of how your decisions will impact the people that have come alongside your vision, come alongside your business and believe in you, but they will be impacted by the decisions that you make. You're not making decisions in a vacuum. Leaders don't do that. Leaders think about how their decisions are going to impact the people that they serve. Here's number four. Maintain boundaries with those you work with. Wisdom says you've got to have clear lines Clear lines, clear boundaries, because often familiarity breeds content. It's okay to be friends with people. It's okay to, these are my friends from work, but you've got to understand the importance of boundaries. Sometimes we put ourselves in compromising situations and things that could jeopardize our entire business and organization because we cross lines, we blur lines. That's why there are certain rules around certain kinds of relationships on jobs, because you have to make certain that people respect you as a leader. You got to know that people can't always see you in certain spaces or having certain conversations. You've got to know how to have the wisdom to say, I don't need to talk about that with everybody on my job, or I don't need to let my people that work with me see me in this space. I need to make certain that I have good boundaries, that though I'm relational, I laugh, I joke, I'm still the boss, I still lead, and I don't want people uh, to lose confidence in my leadership because they cannot handle my humanity. Let me say that again. Don't want people to lose confidence in my leadership because they cannot handle my humanity. Everybody can't go have a drink with you. Everybody can't, you know, go hang out with you. And everybody can't go do this because people cannot separate the familiar aspects of who you are so that when you start reprimanding them and you start requiring of them greater work, they don't take it seriously because they've seen you relax. They've seen you in these spaces and they feel too familiar and too comfortable. So it's important 
Wisdom has taught me this over the years, and boy, I've learned it, and I am learning it, and I want you to learn it because it is so important to make certain, please hear me well, that you maintain those boundaries, people. Maintain those boundaries. Here's the next thing. I want you to get this. Listen carefully. Discretion is key. Wisdom says you've got to learn how to manage discretion. You know, one of the things you'll find about successful leaders, they don't talk a whole lot. You don't put out your dreams and your business out there. You've got to learn how to maintain the level of discretion. Sometimes we're so easy and quickly we go to social media trying to post our ideations and what we're working on. And we wonder why those things never come to fruition or why people steal our content or we never can get the kind of support we need because we don't know how to work in stealth. What I've learned, and let me help you with this, I've learned how to build in stealth. I've learned how to work things out behind the scenes so when that thing comes forth, it's too late for anybody to try to steal it because it's already done. All the work has been done. You've got to learn the power, who listen, of discretion. You've got to learn how to make certain that you, you value discretion. You've got to you got to walk in discretion. You can't share everything with everybody. Real leaders know the power of discretion, and you've got to learn. Sometimes you can hold on to a vision for years and not even release it because people around you cannot handle it. The singular problem Joseph made in the Old Testament was that he shared his dreams with his brothers. And when he shared his dreams with his brothers, they did not have the capacity to handle what God was going to do through him even if it meant God was going to exalt Joseph over them. Some people cannot handle what God is showing you. They can't handle the vision, the thing that you're working on. So you've got to realize there's a season where you've got to maintain a level of discretion. That's why people have NDAs, non-disclosures. You've got to make people sign non-disclosures around you. Say, look, we're going to keep this secret. We're, gonna, we're not that we're hiding impropriety. We're not, we're not hiding a lack of integrity. We're just hiding our intellectual property. We're making certain that we cover this and guard this. This is valuable to us. And so we want to make certain in everything that we're doing, we're teaching people around us to maintain discretion. If you've got an office full of workers who are always gossiping and talking and always chattering about everything else, man, you got to reevaluate who you have working for you and around you because discretionary people are people that get their job done, don't talk much about nothing else but getting their job done. And when things are about to go forward, man, they do the talking then because they are working alongside marketing to make sure they push the product to push the thing out for promotion. I think it's so important. Listen to me. Maintain discretion. I'll say it one more time. Please. Remember, maintain discretion. Now, here's the other thing. Wisdom says plan ahead. And this is for all you behind people, always behind, always behind, lackadaisical. You got to plan ahead. You know why I say plan ahead? Because wisdom takes into consideration all the things you cannot control, the inevitabilities of life that could come. And sometimes, for example, things can occur that can throw your normal schedule off. And therefore, you say, I didn't get time to have the preparation I needed to present this or to do that. So wisdom says, why not just plan ahead? Why not plan for these inevitabilities? Why not put yourself in a place where you're able to, you know, say, you know what? I've got this. I can, I can do this. I can get ahead. So I don't have to worry about if there's inclement weather or if something happens in the world. My business can still survive because we've planned ahead. We've planned ahead financially. 
We put ourselves in a place where we have, you know, three to six months worth of rent and we can pay our team and we can do all these things. Like we put ourselves in a position where we can consistently provide no matter what occurs around us. That's how you plan ahead. You're thinking critically and seriously about all the contingencies that could occur. When you think like that, man, that's wisdom. I even plan ahead when I'm prepared to leave and go to anything. If I have a meeting at seven o'clock, I could live 30 minutes from the venue. I'm not leaving at 6.30 going. I'm leaving at 5.45, sometimes 5.30, giving myself time just in case there's a traffic jam, just in case there's a train, you know, whatever, just in case there's a wreck. And even if I get there early, I'd rather get there early, get a good parking space, be settled, sit in my car and wait until versus fighting through the traffic, getting there, running in late. You know those folks who are always running in late saying, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, walking over you? Those are the folk that did not plan ahead. You've got to plan ahead in every area. And when you're a gunner like me, you're A-type, man, you're like, look, I want to be weeks ahead, sometimes months ahead. I'm always thinking about the future, not thinking about living day to day, you know, hour to hour. I'm planning strategically, using my downtime effectively. All right. So here's the things we've shared before I get to my final principle. Well, I hope this is blessing you. Number one, don't make hasty decisions. Get out of your emotions, out of your feelings. Let's make decisions that are wise. Number two. Don't tell me who you're over until you could tell me who you're under. Make certain that you are following leadership, that you're under someone. Here's number three. Think intersectionally. Always think, how does my decision here impact the people there? Here's number four. Maintain boundaries with those you work with. Make sure the clear lines of demarcation, clear lines of boundaries and respect. That people don't lose confidence in your leadership because they've seen too much. Here's number five. Maintain a culture of discretion. You're not hiding impropriety. You're simply making certain that you guard intellectual property. You're guarding your vision. Here's number six. Plan ahead. Make certain that you're not doing it just day to day, week to week, but you're planning months in advance. You're thinking about the contingencies that could occur and you're planning. Wisdom and leadership number seven here is this. It's going to surprise you, but I promise you it has worked for me over the years. You're thankful. Anyone who is thankful is someone <laughs> who God can continue to bless. I tell people all the time, never, ever, ever allow people to stay on your team who don't say thank you. Because people who don't say thank you feel entitled. But when you walk in wisdom, you are incredibly grateful and thankful for the opportunity you have. Wisdom says, I take a moment and thank God for every door open. I thank God for every interaction that sets me up for the next phase of my life. I thank God for every time I get my check. I thank God for every single time I get a new client. I thank God for every time I wake up in my right mind and have the capacity and the willpower to do what I do. While you're listening to this podcast, I want you to take a moment and just say, Lord, thank you that you've given me the wherewithal be able to push this vision forward to do what I do, and I am incredibly grateful as a result of it. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. Wisdom is key. And when you walk in the level of wisdom, you'll be amazed at how God will continuously bless you. I hope this has blessed you tremendously. I really do, and I hope that you have received it as revelation for your life. I want you to continue, continue to share this podcast with as many people as you can, and I want you to make sure you hit me up on Instagram and let me know that this one has blessed you. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much. If you want me to come and share with your team or want any of my books, reach out at josephwalker3.org. More information there. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening 
the Next Level Leader Podcast. I'm Dr. Joseph Walker, and you be blessed. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. I look forward to connecting.